Welcome to the Positive Pants Podcast. Mindset, motivation, and inspiration to help you find your positive pants. Let go of negative thinking and stop living for the weekend with your host, Fran Excel. So welcome to the show. As always, it's Fran Excel Mindset Coach helping you find your very own pair of positive pants so you can get out of your own way and live a life that you love. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very grateful you've chosen to put me in your earbuds today. Please do hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything and do leave me a review. I love, love, love reading them and it really helps me get found by other people who need to hear what I share. I'd also love you to email me your mindset and productivity questions or topics you'd love me to cover um, to hello at franexcel.com because I know a lot of you think I'm inside your heads because you tell me all the time. But if I don't know what you need, I can't give it to you. So let me know. Hello and welcome back to the Bounce Back series. Thank you so much for joining me. I am super excited. I have one of my very favorite clients on the other line with me today, Moira Doherty, who is going to tell you all about herself, all about her story and where she's bounced back to. And it's an amazing story. This woman is on fire. So, hi, Moira. Hi, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's lovely to have you here. Feels like we've just done one of our calls, doesn't it? (laughs) I know, and it's really, really lovely to be here. Really, really lovely. I've been so excited. I've actually had a smile on my face all morning. It's been brilliant. Yay! So, now obviously with the Bounce Back series, it's all about giving people that little bit of hope, that inspiration, that motivation of if it's possible for someone else, it's possible for whoever is listening. So, First of all, just introduce yourself to our lovely listeners and then tell us a bit about your story. Okay, so I am a 62-year-old entrepreneur. Um, I've been an entrepreneur all of my, my, since I was 30 years of age, all of my life, just about. Um, but I've always worked for myself. Um, and then uh, a few years ago, uh, when I was in my 50s, we emigrated to Spain and uh, while I was in Spain, I started a new business, which was wedding planning. Um, and that was the first time in my life that I actually felt old because all my competitors were much younger. And it was then that the seed of uh, what I'm doing now, my whole new adventure, my whole new, that is going stratospheric yeah. adventure and that I started when I was 61, um, but that was when the seed was born because it was just when social media was just starting. And like I say, I've been an entrepreneur all of my life. Um, but suddenly at 51, starting a new business, because when we moved to Spain, even though we had money, we didn't have enough money to live on for the rest of our lives. And we knew we would have to do something else. So the wedding planning came along and blah, 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 blah. But that was the first time I felt old. And I thought, I can't be the only woman. And I, I was also really aware I was running out of time to earn money, mm-hmm. to earn enough money to retire on. Anyway, life went on and it was all very happy and, um, and the wedding planning did well. And, and I did nothing about this idea of being the only, I can't be the only woman in the world feeling like this, that I'm getting older, that I, at that time, social media was just starting. I really couldn't get to grips with that at all. Um, <laughs> and yet all of my, honestly, I couldn't. All my competitors who were much younger were just flying along on the social media magic carpet. 
Um, and I had this kind of nagging feeling that if I didn't make a success of that business, real success, I wasn't going to have enough money to retire. Mm. And like I say, I kept thinking I can't be the only woman, but life went on. Um, and then uh, 10 years later, we decided to move back from, uh, from Spain to the UK, which was absolutely marvellous. And I still, I had then started to voice this idea I had about mentoring older women. And I started to tell a few people, my, my close friends and my family and, and my hubby. But again, time just sort of mm-hmm. drifted by and as it does and it does. Just carrying on with life, you know, just, just does, doesn't it? And then uh, two years ago, just over two years ago, it was actually at the end of January, um, my eldest sister, who uh, has been my be- had been my best friend all my life, we knew that she'd had some scarring on her lung. She'd, two years before that, she'd developed a cough that she couldn't quite get rid of. Mm-hmm. And when uh, she, w- and she ended up being referred to a specialist and all sorts of things, and they, they ended up with x-rays and she had scarring on her lungs. But weirdly, it's something that lots of us have. We're hearing about it now with this coronavirus thing. People who've gone on ventilators and stuff, they're probably gonna have scarring on the lungs. And it's, it's I imagine it's just like having scarring anywhere. It's not ideal, but it often just doesn't happen and they, thought that maybe my sister had had TB or something when she was young, although she doesn't think, we don't think she did. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Mm. Um, and nothing happened with it. She was just carrying on and it didn't get worse and she was under a specialist. And then all of a sudden, her breathing started to get a bit worse. But you have to take into account also, my eldest sister was like, her body was a temple. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't really drink. She was into, she went to the gym every day. I mean, seriously. If anybody was going to get it, it was going to be me. Mm-hmm. But she, that she, her body was a temple. Um, she ate really well. She wasn't overweight. No, always. She was always took really good care of herself. Um, anyway, she started to get quite breathless and uh, and all that sort of thing. And um, and then just after Christmas, it was really getting worse. And she felt that she was really couldn't breathe, and she was taken into hospital. And um, we just didn't really know what was going on. It was, it was all such a shock. Anyway, while she was in hospital, they realized that her lung condition had really, really got worse. This quite literally happened. She was, one week she was in Waitrose shopping. Mm-hmm. The following weekend is when she got very, very ill. She was then taken into hospital. And seven days later, or it might be eight days later, she was discharged and told to go to her doctor and get palliative care. There was nothing they could do for her. Wow. And, well, it was just, to say the world stopped, you, I couldn't, we, none of us could get the thought into our heads. Um, my sister herself obviously was in bits. And the most awful thing about it all was, literally the week before she'd been in Waitrose, albeit a bit wet, a bit breathless mm. but what happens with the disease she's got which is called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis which I had never heard of uh, it's basically more or less um, the hospice described it as you know when you wash a woolly jumper and it goes and it shrinks you know if you ever put a, a wool jumper in the wash and it comes out that you wouldn't fit a doll yeah um, well they described it as being like that so basically her lungs died so my sister went from being this active person. That was the most awful thing, was seeing her despair. And, um, oh, it's making me cry. Well, it's okay, lovely. Yeah. So, anyway, 
So she was literally told to go home and get palliative care. Mm. It was that it was as blunt as that. So they discharged her from hospital. Nothing more we can do with you. This is incurable, and you've got three to six months to live. Mm. And um, so we were all devastated, obviously. And you can't get that thought into your head um, because it's just such an impossible thing to imagine. It's something that happens to other people. Mm. And it's not something that happens to you and your loved one. Um, and as the summer went on, uh, they said she'd live from between three and six months, which is what happened. Mm. Um, and as the summer went on, what I just kept thinking was I haven't got any children, but there's Steve, my husband. Well, we're not actually married, but anyway, we've been together for mm-hmm. 40 years, so we are. Um, and my two dogs, we like the we were like the little gang of four, yeah. and um, so we go everywhere. When we before we moved back from Spain, you know, they they lived, they were with us in Spain, and we used to travel up and down Europe together, go to Grand Prix together. We always take the dogs with us, so there was mm-hmm. it was just me and the dogs. And all that summer, as time was getting on, I just kept thinking, at the end of the summer, when this is all done, I just I'll be safe when I get back into my little family unit and that will heal me and I'll feel better. Um, and, and you know, that's, that's what sort of, if you just keep thinking, you're just going to get back into your own safe space. Yeah. And that will be, and that will be fine. Um, well, not fine, but you know, I knew I'd be grief stricken, but it will be fine. And, um, and then my sister died at the end of September and she died. Um, and so obviously we're grief stricken and there's all the stuff. And I've got, I come from a big family. So we were all talking and supporting each other. You know, I've actually got a lot of brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews and all that. So even though I haven't got children and obviously there was Steve and the dogs at home. And then um, five days after my sister died, my dog Molly was started. We had builders in at the time. And she was really frightened of strangers and she was started to not, four days after my sister died, she started to behave not quite like Molly. And I didn't think she was very well. So I took her to the vets. Um, And anyway, to cut a long story short, I went back for the results six days after my sister died and found out she had cancer of the pancreas. So I had to have Molly put to sleep. So then I was grieving two people. So unless you really love animals it's hard to imagine but yeah they like your children they really are yeah my dogs are anyway so I was devastated couldn't I did couldn't couldn't differentiate the grief between the dog and and my sister um at all then (laughs) and then um two months after that my dog Hugo so then there was just Steve and I and Hugo Hugo got a limp and it turned out to be cancer in his uh, leg and there was nothing they could do about that and Hugo got put to sleep and to say my world fell apart well it just really did um and it just sort of well I don't know there just didn't seem to be any sense in the world and um everything that everything was just wrong and um and i started to neglect my wedding planning business and it started to really irritate me which mm-hmm. which i know is just a 
I know that was just a thing of, um, of grief and all that sort of thing. But my wedding planning business was starting to, <laughs> just started to really irritate me and everything about it did. And, um, and I just didn't know what to do with myself. And I was just crying all the time. Yeah. So I, and for no reason at all. So I don't even just have to, something really trivial would happen. Like you drop, I'd drop something and I was crying. Yeah. And I'm not like that at all. I'm normally, you know, I am the original bouncy ball human being. And I mean that, you know, really, um, everybody always says to me, I don't know, you don't see any problems. You don't see this because I I really don't. I don't see, I just see something I have to maneuver around. I don't see problems. I I never think anything's insurmountable. I am just a big bouncy person most of the time. And I was just this crumbling wreck. And seriously, um, getting up in the morning, just not knowing which way to turn. Mm. Couldn't find any direction. Couldn't find any anything. Uh, it was just one day, I just thought, I, I'm just fed up. It's miserable being miserable. Yeah. You know, it's actually really miserable being miserable. Um, and... I just started to think, I can't, I just, I, I, so about a, two weeks went by and I just kept saying to Steve and to anybody, I've just got to stop crying. I've, I've got, to, somehow I've just got to stop crying because I just can't keep crying because it was just a ridiculous situation. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden I just thought of something positive and I don't know what prompted me, but uh, I just suddenly started to remember the thought of helping you know, I can't yeah. be the only woman who didn't know how to get a business up and running, who felt old, who felt their time had passed and that time was running out. Mm-hmm. And I came back to, to what I am doing now and I came back to it. Um, and then I just started to look into how into doing it. And I literally, uh, I spent about two weeks just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then quite literally, I got up one morning, I said to Steve, you know that thing I said I was going to do? You know that thing that I said when we moved back from England to England? You know, I said I'm going to start helping women and I'm going to start speaking on big stages and I'm going to have a big following and I'm going to motivate older women to fulfill their dreams and show them that it's not too late. And he went, mm, what you <laughs> <say> now? Mm. <laughs> And he always looks a bit worried when I've got that face on. And yeah. I said, well, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it now. And I'm starting it right today. And I'm starting it now. And I did. Yeah. And I just started to find out how to do it. Uh, talking to coaches, talking to different people, talking to everything. And um, on the 13th of September last year, can you believe? Because my journey has been stratospheric. Yes. On the 13th of December, I started my group um, and... Let everyone know what your group's called. Oh, my group is called Life Begins at 45. And it's a business group for women over the age of 45 who who have either started or want to start a business. Mm -hmm. And what what I've I've realised and what I found is and what I knew is that a lot of women have this great skill, they learn a new skill, so they've, they've, they've come to a junction in their life mm-hmm. that they've either lost their job or the children have left or there's something going on and suddenly they want to do something for, and they realise they've got to earn money because 
hardly any people, despite what the media says, has got this big pot of pension gold. Mm -hmm. Most people just haven't. Yep. Uh, that's all a myth. And so they realise they've got to keep working and they don't want to keep working at something they don't like. They don't want to have to keep travelling up to London or whatever it is. Mm. And that, so they learn a skill. And there's so many skilled women in, in my group. I can't tell you. There's everything from reflexologists to people who can make just beautiful curtains and everything, everything you can imagine, every skill. But most of them don't know how to run a business. Mm -hmm. So... So they, they've got this brilliant skill, they learn how to do this skill. And so where I come in now is teaching them how to make that skill and dream and turn it into a, into a money-making business. Yeah. And, and it's flying. And I, 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 just, I just bounce out of bed every day. Yeah. Um, every, every single target that I've set myself, I've, I've reached. So first of all, I um, wanted to reach 1,000 members before the... 1st of January from the 13th of September, which a lot of people sort of raised their eyes at me and said, well, that's, that's a nice target. Um, and on the 31st of December, I got a thousand members and broke it. And then my second target was to have 2000 members by the end of February. And I smashed that before the end of January. Yeah. And that's what I love about you is you really do. You, if you, if you find yourself getting stuck in a thought, you will go and you will fix it and you will just go take action. And that's like, it, it's spot on and your dream to work with. And it's been so amazing <laughs> watching that journey as well. I remember back when we were talking um, and you were still very much in your, in your wedding business and it was taking away from your new business. Yes. And it was just so quick. You literally emailed me later on that day and was like, right, I've done all this now. <laughs> like, amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And yeah, so this I, gave you like a new new lease of life, so to speak, a new focus. I think that's probably the most important thing to say about it. Yes. Yes, it really, really did. And um and I don't think had I I, I don't think had I lived through that 12 month period, and it was well, it was more than 12 months, it was 18 months from my sister getting ill. To then really starting the business, the, the new business, um, even though I'd been obviously planning it a few months before that. Um, I don't think had this terrible thing happened to me, I think it would have always been something I thought about. Mm -hmm. You know, it would have always been, you know, I can help women, but I would have sort of got older and older and older and older and older. But I, it was, it was just the momentum. It was something good. I needed to do, I don't know whether subconsciously I thought I had to funnel my energy, this negative energy that I had into become positive. I don't know if it's just because I'm a big, I am an action woman, you know, I do like to just do stuff. Um, and, and it's going on from strength to strength. Last week I was featured in Woman magazine. I know. Um, I was, it was torture. Not like, I'm being featured in a major magazine. I'm like, which one? <laughs> Tell I'll me, tell you. <laughs> I'm like, come I'll... on, in a circle. <laughs> yeah. um, but you're not allowed, you, you know, in case it never happens. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've been interviewed here now. I was interviewed by The Telegraph, albeit that that article hasn't come out, though I believe that it is going to. Yeah. Um, but that didn't come out because the day that article was meant to come out, Boris Johnson announced it was the end of the world. So, um, yeah, it kind priorities. of <laughs> yeah, it priorities. And, and that's where I am with things going forward. And now I've got so many plans 
of you know of growing this of helping even more women and um yeah it's just it's just really really brilliant and i just can't believe how much positive stuff has happened to me in the last seven and it's only been seven and a half months yeah, yeah. um you know i was speaking to a one-to-one -one client this morning and i've got one-to-one -one clients yeah um i'm gonna launch i've launched too many courses i've you know i just can't believe so much has happened and i was speaking to to a client this morning um uh, a new one-to-one -one, and she said oh how long is this going to take and i said to her well just think that life begins at 45 is only seven months old she mm -hmm. said but it seems so established yeah um so yeah it's just really really good and that's the thing thank you so so much for sharing your story because it's some it's some really raw emotions and there's a lot yeah. of people that go through grief and, and and it can stop you in your tracks or you can let it fuel going forward but it's always about how and when it's the right time for you and the thing that i love about what you said is it you know when you lose that sense of safety that's a huge thing for a person um, emotionally and just to your brain because that's you know the number one thing is making sure that you're maintaining your safety um, you know and that whole feeling that everything was wrong but what really happens in these moments is is your priorities change like it makes you realize what's important to you it makes you reassess what you want and I think there's so many people that are going to take so much from this because there's so many people that are in that situation right now and it's not about how long it takes for you to get there but it's knowing that you will get there we all have and and it's a commonality through every single story including mine that you get to this point where you're just like I I can't do this anymore in this way i cannot feel like this anymore and it's like you take that ownership and you take that responsibility on yourself and choose to channel that emotion into something else and channel that emotion into something good and create that new focus you know we have that crunch point that pivotal moment even when it doesn't feel like you're having this one particular defining moment there's that thing in your gut that's like right enough is enough and you really do just make a big decision and just go for it and and I, let's say it was about about two to three weeks where i just was saying almost every day i've just got to stop crying yeah. i've just got so I've, I've just got to stop crying because I, I can't tell you how ridiculous it was but it's not ridiculous it's, no. it's emotion and and crying is good for you i know it's yeah. it's, it's a release valve that's why we have it um but it, but it was honestly i only had to just do something silly like drop a pen and it would make me cry mm. um and like say in the end i just thought i just kept saying i've just got to stop crying i just i just can't keep crying i just cannot just keep functioning like this yeah um and and like i said probably i did take ownership of it and yeah. was able to had this idea to funnel it mm. and and yeah and and also I, I mean, like just even discussing it now, it still, still makes me cry. Yeah, of course. And it was more emotion. And I, yeah, uh, because it's still there a bit. Um, under and the when surface, you talk about but, um, it, you relive it as well. So it's always going to be your brain's yeah. going to believe that you're in that moment. So it's completely natural. Yeah. Um, and I scared a few people when I started this new journey because they asked me about why I did it. And, um, and as soon as I mentioned my sister, I went, <laughs> and I did scare a few people <laughs> because they went, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But I, <laughs> but I couldn't help it. Um, so if anybody 
sort of back in September, if anybody said, well, you know, what made you start this? And I told the whole story. Like every time I burst into tears. Yeah. Um, I, think I get a lot of out. tears, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> and I? And I think word got out because people stopped asking me after a while. <laughs> but um, yes. Uh, what do you think? If you, if you look back at that time, what would you say really helped you and what would you have done differently? What got me through my sister being ill and that whole dreadful summer and watching her deterioration was um, I kept thinking, because Steve and I and the two dogs, we always said we were the little gang of four. Like, so we travelled all through Europe together. We've done so much together. Quite literally, we'd, we'd moved from Spain back to England with them and all those things. And so through that summer, what kept me going was I will go back into my little, my little nest into the bosom of my little family where I feel safe, where everything, so it doesn't matter. I know in myself, I'm, uh, I, this is something I've known for many, many years. doesn't matter what's going on in my world. As long as my family life is safe and please don't get me wrong. Don't think that Steve and I don't have rows because sometimes we do. Of course we're normal. Yeah. Not, not, no, I'm not one of these couples that say oh, we never row because sometimes we do, but it's, it's my anchor, my home, my family are, I, I can take on the world as long as that space is, is fine. So, and, I'm, and I've known that for many, 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 many years. Mm. So that's what got me through that summer. Um, but then when Molly died, suddenly my, my, my little gang of four wasn't there anymore. Mm. And then when Hugo died, and, you know, and Steve was really grieving. Obviously, he grieved my sister, but not in the same same way as I did but the dogs he did same way as I did and suddenly everything was 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 just not right mm. um and what got me through Steve um to having that obviously mm. yeah definitely Steve definitely Steve definitely Steve got me through um and we we did get Molly was a rescue uh, a Spanish rescue. We we got Molly when she like was there, and um, yeah, and um, so when Molly died, I said straight away, I want uh, because dogs are in my DNA. I've always had dogs. Um, never really wanted two-legged children. Always four-legged children. <laughs> and, and my sister Anne always used to say to me when I was much younger, because I we've always had dogs. At one stage, we had fifteen dogs. Wow. Um, um, yeah, I just. It was Steve got me through the, the real low time. It was, it was, yeah, us two. And I had, we had got other dogs, but they, we rescued two other dogs. But they hadn't been to our bosom yet, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, yeah, it was Steve and just my home. And yeah. And it was eventually, it was Steve that gave me the strength, really, knowing that he would support me to, to do the new thing. Mm. Let's say he, I just got up one morning and said, you know that thing, that thing mm -hmm. I said I was going to do? And he always looks at me, oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. She's off. Oh, God, she's off. Um, and, yeah, that, that's, and now it's, it's still Steve. I rely on him so much on every, to, to do everything behind the scenes because I'm working really hard. Mm. Uh, at 62, I'm working really hard and I'm buzzing. I love it. I love it. So what do you think your key message would be for everybody listening? Don't give up. Um, 
don't yeah just don't give up mm. and think about what is your anchor I think it helps if you know you've got an anchor in the first place which I did yeah um, but that's the thing it's up. also being being open to what that anchor is because for for a lot of people that anchor can be a person but it can be yourself yes and it can be you know a, a belief system that you have it can yeah. be um, a way that you think a way that you live your life that can be your anchor too and it's just coming back to that every single day that trusting in the process and knowing that there's going to be another side to it you know there's that that little quote that I always love like that this too shall pass yes you know and it, it's it's never a denial of the awful things that are happening and also acknowledging that things are going to happen in in your own time there's no comparison to be made there's no opinion of anybody else because it has to be in your own time but if you can go through the motions and the emotions and go through the tears and go through the trauma and decide that something good is going to come from it and know that as long as you choose that something good is going to come from it then I think that can be really really comforting it's certainly how how I choose to live my life yes and it was definitely it was it was definitely that feeling of acknowledging that being miserable was miserable yeah, yeah. um and it was taking over my life yeah and 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 somehow I had just had to stop it felt almost felt like I was falling down a rabbit hole um and I just had I just had to stop because at one stage it almost felt so that's a pretty good description of how I felt that I was falling down a rabbit hole and the lights disappearing because you're going further and further yeah. down the hole um and that's almost how a good description of how I was feeling. And I, I just had to stop falling down the hole. Mm. You know, I, I couldn't keep falling down the hole because it was just, I just couldn't. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, and, but it's, but now life is even better than it ever was. Apart from the fact I haven't got my sister anymore. Yeah. Um, and obviously Molly and Hugo are dead, mm. but um, we've got two new babies. Yeah. Who are Isabella, who came from Spain and Bobby. Um, everybody knows Bobby in the group because Bobby's yeah. and I walk together and every everybody in the group knows Bobby mm-hmm. um, and life is sort as of, is better than ever and I've got this brilliant new business and the message I would say is um, is if you feel like you're falling down a rabbit hole don't lose sight of the light yeah love that that you can go back to mm-hmm yeah does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah i love that it's a great analogy and that's the thing and it's you've really built a business that is based around you and what you want you know what you want from it and i think that's something that's so important and there's so many people out there and we've got a tremendous opportunity um because grief is grief at the end of the day and whether it's grief over a person or a loved one or a pet or it's the grief of your business. You know, there's a huge amount of people that are out there who have either lost businesses or feel like they are losing businesses. And it's a grief process. But it's being able to hold on to the fact that something bigger and better can come from it. And it just really, the, the thing that, it sounds really weird to say, the thing that I love about bad things, <laughs> but I genuinely do. I, 
that ability to reassess what you want, the way that grief and trauma has a way of doing that is quite incredible. You know, the fact we can coast through life for years and years and years. And like you said before, you feel like if this hadn't happened, you would have continued to do that. Having it is something that you want to do, but not actually doing it, not taking the plunge because it's not a priority, you know? And I think that's, that's something that's really magical that can come out of something that's a horrible experience to have to go through. And it's a shame that sometimes it, it does take that to create that leap. But for, I think for a lot of the people listening, they can kind of take from these stories that we're sharing that they don't have to wait for that. They don't have to wait for something bad to happen to do what they love. They can take from other people's stories. They can listen to all this inspiration that is coming into their earbuds directly <laughs> and take from it what they want to take from it and hopefully have this be that kick up the bum without having to have something awful happen. But if something awful has happened, there's still some magic that can come from it. Yeah. There was, um, uh, uh, I always do a little inspirational quote in the group and there was one that I did a few months ago and it was, um, there's something I, I can't remember exactly, but something I've learned in life that so far, no matter how bad uh, the experience has happened to me, I've, I've survived it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No matter how bad something has happened to me, so far, my, oh, oh, so far my recovery rate has been 100%, or my survival rate or something has been 100%. Yeah. Um, and that's, that, that's what you have to remember, that actually you are surviving through whatever's happening to you, mm. or what life's throwing at you, however you like to look at it. Mm -hmm. um, somehow, we keep waking up every day. Yeah. Um, and my sister, bless her, when she was really ill and she had the most amazing sense of humour, but um, as she was getting more ill as the summer, but every morning she'd wake up and say, oh, woken up again. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, thank so, you so, so much for sharing your story. Um, I think a lot of people will have resonated. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what you're up to and where people can find you. Okay. Well, what I'm up to is... Um, I have a group called Life Begins at 45. I have a website, which is Moira Doherty um, Business Coach. And I am, at the moment, I am working one-to-ones with lots of my clients and they're getting sales every day and it's so exciting. Um, I'm building the group again uh, into the future. Um, I want to actually want to talk on big stages, inspiring older women nice. to to achieve their dreams. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. It's 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 absolutely brilliant. And I've realised from looking back that my life was a bit boring. Had got I'd let it get. A bit boring mm -hmm. because sometimes it can be because it's comfortable isn't it you know we exactly. were doing the same thing our wedding planning business was doing okay mm -hmm. we were back in England we were enjoying ourselves we bought a house blah 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 blah, blah. It, but it was a bit boring we were doing the same things all the time my life now is so far from boring <laughs> that that and I've got energy and um and, and my mind is full of inspiring thoughts and where I'm going to go but yes at the moment everything I'm doing is for the women in life begins at 45 and obviously my family first and foremost but it's yeah it's um 
it's brilliant love it well i'll make sure everything's linked up in the show notes for everybody to go be able to follow you and join your world thank you my thank you very much Fran. and i've loved talking to you as always i always love talking to you my love (laughs) thank you so much again and thank you as always i will see you next week so If you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and changing things for yourself, then book in a free discovery call so we can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be. And if you want my eyes and ears on your problems, I work with people one-on-one and through my proactive pants mastermind. So stop waiting for if and when and decide to change things now because you can. And as always, I hope that was helpful. So any questions, just let me know. And as always, I will see you next week. Bye.